This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back to Check the Locks Presents True Crime for the short on time. As always, I'm John Connor. I'm Olivia Cornu. Same thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying bite-sized true crime case. Before we get started, as always, Olivia, it's wonderful to see you. How are you? How has your week been? Um, the week's getting better. Sorry, I sound a little sinusy. My allergies are having a fun day today. But yeah, ready just to move on past this week. <laughs> Well, we are almost there. It is officially Sunday. This is the last to do on my list for this week. So I'm excited to be here with you, get to hang out with you, and then hopefully starting tomorrow will be a new week. Maybe those allergies will go away, things like that. Well, how are you doing this week, John? I am doing okay. Just been working and researching and, you know, again, looking forward to this. I know we talk about it all the time, but getting to come in here and hang out and record these podcasts are some of my favorite things to do. So just happy we got a chance to be here and record and kind of talk about this crazy case because this week it is pretty wild. And I know you didn't look at my notes, so I'm not even going to ask you, but right. it's a very recent case. Uh, and I'm wondering as we go through it, if you've seen anything on social media about it or anything like that. Well, why don't we just jump right in and see what you got for this week short on time? I am definitely with you. I am short on time. I know that you are short on time. Our listeners are like, come on, come on, quit the Gabby Gabby, get to the stabby stabby. So let's go ahead and dive in. On August 31st of this year, so just a couple of days ago, 16-year-old Gabriel Davies was reported missing in Olympia, Washington. According to the Thurston County Sheriff's Office, Davies disappeared under suspicious circumstances. Now, reports showed that he had left his home on the 31st to head to football practice, but the teenager never made it. However, his car was located near the 1500 block of Tilly Road South. There was damage to the outside of the vehicle, and there appeared to be blood on the steering wheel. Davy's cell phone was also found smashed on the ground close to the vehicle. Now, the next day, on September 1st, Thurston County Sheriffs received reports that Davies had been seen walking alone in that same area the night before. 
And at that point, search and rescue units were dispatched to canvas the area. Now, here's where things start to get a little interesting. You ready? I love when cases take twists and turns. So, yes, I'm 100% ready. Good, because it is about to get interesting. Now, on September 1st, and again, we're recording this episode on September 10th, so this was just a few days ago, the Pierce County Sheriff's Office conducted a welfare check on 51-year-old Daniel McCaw. McCaw had failed to show up for work for several days, and his co-workers were worried for his safety. When the officers arrived at the home, they noticed a putrid smell, and it was immediately recognizable as the stench of decaying flesh. Because of this, the officers made the decision to enter the home. They found an unlocked door leading to the laundry room where they immediately noticed blood spatter on the washing machine. And as they walked further into the room, the officers made a horrifying discovery. Daniel McCaw's lifeless body laying in a large pool of blood. He had died from a gunshot wound to the temple. The body had begun to decompose and maggots were found around the victim's neckline and shoulders. Initially, investigators believed that the death was caused by completing suicide but the police were not able to locate a firearm in the home. However, they were able to locate an empty rifle magazine on the floor, as well as multiple gun cases and ammunition reloading equipment in the home. So it sounds like this guy was definitely a fan of firearms. Not only did he have guns, but cases and stuff to help him reload faster and stuff like that. I feel like I might've heard about this case. Does it get kind of political or no? No, it, uh, not that I know of. Not that I'm aware of now. Again, this is breaking, so anything could happen, but to the best of my knowledge, no. Okay, I could be thinking of something else then, but keep going, keep going. Well, as investigators continued to dig into who Daniel McCall was, they learned that he had been dating a woman, Amanda Olofsson. Now, Olofsson was actually Gabriel Davies' mother, the missing teenager. McCall had been dating his mom. In fact, Davies and his mother had actually lived with Daniel McCaw in the past, but the couple had broken up just a few weeks before McCaw's body was found. Now, at around 10 p.m. on September 1st, Gabriel Davies was found walking down the street wearing only shorts, but detectives noted that he didn't appear to be suffering from any injuries or anything of that nature. When asked by police, Davies said he couldn't remember where he had been during the time of his disappearance. And the boy was ultimately returned to his family. But that reunion would be short-lived because as investigators continued to dig into the murder of Daniel McCaw, they were able to locate security footage that covered the front of his home. And on the video, two people could be seen. One of those people was 16-year-old Gabriel Davies. The other was another teenager who would later be identified as 16-year-old Justin Yoon, who was a friend of Davies. Okay, yeah, I've not heard of this case yet, so definitely not what I was thinking. Okay, gotcha. And again, it gets a little weird, so hang in there with me as we go through. But in the video, both of the boys could be seen crawling through a doggy door at McCaw's home in the early morning hours of August 28th, and both boys were wearing gloves. Later in the same video, they were spotted taking away multiple items from the home. This included what investigators described as guns and a military-style ammunition can or a toolbox of a similar size. Investigators promptly arrested the two teens. Now, they believe that Davies faked his own disappearance to throw them off of the trail. But on Tuesday, September 7th, both boys were in court for the first time, 
each facing murder, burglary, and weapons charges. And it was in that courtroom that surprising details were revealed. It turns out that both Yoon's father as well as Davy's father had contacted authorities about the murder. Yoon's father had called to share that he had information about a crime involving Gabriel Davies. And Gabriel Davies' father had called the police with his own sordid story to tell. And this is where I was like, what is going on? Because, well, I want to get your opinion as to what you think of the story after we go through it. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. I feel like I need to know what each father said and how everything like ties together. Now, the only thing that I could find was that Justin Yoon's father had called and said he knew about a murder that Gabriel Davies was involved in. So very, hey, this is what's going on. But then we get Gabriel Davies, his father calls in, and this is his story. So according to Gabriel's father, his son was approached by members of an outlaw biker gang that McCaw had belonged to. He claimed that these bikers had threatened his son into stealing something from his mother's ex-boyfriend's home. Scared, Davies turned to Justin Yoon for help, and the pair began to plot the theft. But according to Davies' father, something went south when the pair entered the home. Gabriel Davies reportedly told his father that Yoon had stabbed McCall once they entered the home, and it was then that he heard a gunshot, and McCaw was dead. Afterwards, the teenagers completed the robbery. Now, again, according to Davy's father, members of that same biker gang approached his son on August 31st. He claimed that they pulled the 16-year-old from the vehicle and smashed his face against the side. They allegedly drove Davies around in their car before roughing him up and dumping him without his shoes and shirt, according to his father. Now, upon his arrest... Gabriel Davies did lead the police to where he and Yoon had disposed of guns taken from McCaw's home. Both boys are facing charges of murder in the first degree, burglary, and unlawful possession of a firearm. And currently, both of their bails have been set at $1 million. So that's this week's story. Again, still developing. But as I was going through, I was like, this is crazy. I did want to get your thoughts because when I heard Gabriel Davies' father's story, it seems very far-fetched. And so I wanted to get your take on it. What do you think? Where's your head at? Okay, what I, what kind of confuses me is that when police found um, Davies walking around, he was kind of confused as to what happened to him. And then it seems like there was a period of time for him to be home prior to being arrested for the murder. I feel like this story's kind of made up by Davies' dad. I mean, it just seems like, oh, this biker gang. And then really are police going to investigate a biker gang in the town? Or is there even a biker gang that exists in that town that causes trouble? You know what I mean? Or, you know what, I just, the story seems too bizarre for it to be true. But again, this is also speculation because this case is just happening. But it seems very suspect to me. And I have to say, I immediately agree with you. When I heard that Justin Yoon's father had called in and said, hey, I know about this murder involving Gabriel Davies. And then... Gabriel Davies' father called in and said, Justin Yoon stabbed this guy and then shot him. It sounds very much like two fathers who are either sharing the stories that they heard from their sons or are trying to protect their sons. So it's very much a case of like, no, my son didn't do it. This other kid did it. Well, no, my son didn't do it. This other kid did. 
Right, right. And my immediate reaction, especially with the biker gang, is like, that's out there, man. Now, I guess it would be easy enough if McCall was a member of a motorcycle club or something like that. Like, right. To put a, would, like a stereotype on it, like, oh, these people are bad or something, you know? Yeah, 100%. And then also, and the other thing is, is that Gabriel Davies lived with Daniel McCaw when he was dating his mother. So I'm very interested to find out. And again, this is all speculation because we don't know this just happened. But I'm very interested to find out what that household dynamic was. Because, again, speculation, it does seem like maybe instead of a biker gang being like, go in here and steal this, it could be my mom was dating this guy. knew he had a lot of stuff. Maybe they weren't on the best terms. He knows how to get in there. He knows what to take. He knows what's all in there. Um, yeah, that seems that seems more more appropriate. Has the mom spoken out about it this in any way yet? Not that I've seen in any of the articles yet. Okay. Um, but to me, at face value, that makes a little more sense than who's the hell's angels, man? Or like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was the dudes from Sons of Anarchy rolled up. They're like right. right. <laughs> That's what it makes you think of. And I'm like, biker gangs are not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Jax Teller put a gun on my face, you know, like, and then to think that they would find this kid at 16 and like pull him out of a car and rough him up and stuff like that. It seems more likely or what the police think is that they did this and then he faked his own disappearance. Right. Kind of take the heat off him a little bit, you know, because this was in two separate counties. So it's. I don't know. It's it's a very strange story. Yeah. I'm interested to see how this pans out. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have to follow it for sure. This is one that we're most certainly going to come back and revisit. But I wanted to ask you, because again, deadbolt wise, at least for me, which I'll get into in a minute. I don't know if it's super high up there, but I found the story super interesting. Like kid is missing. Kid is found. Kid murdered somebody, but it's because a biker gang told him it was just all over the place. So if we're talking deadbolt test, what are you thinking? I mean, there's one detail that we didn't talk about yet, but that has stuck with me. And it's the fact that they went through the dog door, <laughs> which is silly. Yeah, you got to lock them dog doors, dude. I got a dog door. So it's a little unsettling, but I'm going to give it like a three. We have a dog door, but it's the people who lived here before. We have like a storage room. And when it rained, I guess like the dog was an outside dog. So we go into the storage room, but it's mm-hmm. there's a lock on it. Like you push it down. It's like a hard plastic. and Yeah. But they all even, have doors yeah. that, like, block it off. My dog door is also very small, so. Hey, I mean, these are just 16-year-old kids. I saw the picture. He looks pretty skinny. My dog door's smaller. <laughs> I got a little dog. <laughs> Let's just say that, okay? Yeah. My dog can fit through a little cat door. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, Ellie is very, very small. But I don't know. For me, I, like, maybe I would put this at a three or a four. And I think the only reason for it is just because, again. It's interesting. It is an interesting story, but I think there is also something to the idea that you are at home. You are in your place that's supposed to be safe. You've got a dog door, right? You're not thinking, you know, anybody's going to come charging through your doggy door to rob you. And the next thing you know, there's just two people in your house, you know, and especially for someone who owned as many like firearms and stuff. I like this dude was probably prepared. Like if anybody ever comes in my house, I'm good. But I think it just goes to show you that it's like if you're not you know, ready for it, Anybody can get the jump on you and, and you're not necessarily as safe as you think you are. That's the thing that would maybe tip me to a four. It's just that idea of like somebody's in my house and I am screwed. Yeah, definitely not terrifying, you know, but I'll definitely be checking some extra locks tonight. and Maybe the dog door might be closed <laughs> tonight. For sure. 
We might have to go potty before bedtime. <laughs> for sure. I'm going to be looking out for any biker gangs. That's definitely on my radar. I'll be looking out the, the front window. Right. I haven't. There's a, there's a guy who drives a motorcycle in my neighborhood, but uh, don't see any biker gangs around. <laughs> I just like the idea of like you open it and it's Ron Perlman from Sons Anarchy. <laughs> like, Get on the bike, Jax. I'm like, what are you doing? But... <laughs> Well, that is where we fall in the deadbolt test for this week's short on time episode. Olivia is putting it at a three. I'm coming in just a scooch higher at a four. But as always, we got to kick it over to the locksmiths. Where does the murder of Daniel McCaw fall on your deadbolt test? You can let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at Check the Locks Pod. Find us on Twitter at Check the Locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, what are you doing? Come hang out with us. We would love to get to know you. And as always, if you are interested in financially supporting Check the Locks, you can do so by becoming a patron. Head over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks to get signed up today. We got a lot of great benefits, a lot of great tiers, exclusive stickers, coffee mugs, t-shirts, all things that you can only get by being a patron. Plus, you get the episodes ad-free and early. So if you love Check the Locks but you hate commercials, Patreon is the way to do it. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash check the locks or use the link in the show notes. And as always, if you can't financially support the show, we definitely understand just listening to the show, sharing what we do with your friends and family means just as much, if not more. So if that is you, you're listening, you're hanging out with us on Mondays, on Wednesdays, you're sending the links to your friends, the people who are important to you, just know that means the world to us. That is going to help us grow. That's going to help us find more listeners. And again, just extend our family, which is all that we are trying to do. So if that's what you're doing, just know that we appreciate you so much. That is all that we have for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to check the locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with a brand new, truly terrifying bite-sized true crime case. But until then, don't forget to check the locks. And your doggy doggy doors. Yes, Ah, and your doggy doors. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye.